Hello, welcome to episode 39 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Brawl. Brawl for all. That's right. So we're going to talk about all the Brawl pre-con decks, mm-hmm. what we did to them yep. to change them. Uh, we went hard on some because we were excited about them and others we went less hard. Yeah, spoiler alert. I like the Jund one. I like drawing cards. Yeah. So reach out to us if you have some ideas for some of the decks or give us what you think you want to do to them. Yeah, if you want us to take a look at a list or if you got ideas for the show. Yeah. So you can get at us at uh, Twitter at Casual Tripod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can email us at show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com and check out our YouTube page, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Um, yesterday I put out a deck tech on a. Uh, Rectos Adventures list that Brian had tweeted out, and evidently a lot of people saw it. So, yeah. If you're into that stuff, let us know and we'll keep making it. Uh, based on my 5,000 unread emails, uh, yeah. people still send emails. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but people, are they all spam? Not all of them. All right. I don't read a lot of my emails, clearly, <laughs> but yeah. we're here in live Technicolor in the uh, back of the Myrtle Beach Games uh, store. Yep. Uh, this is going to be a video episode on Myrtle Beach Games' YouTube channel. Yep. So make sure you go check that out, and you can watch all of our set review videos and that kind of stuff. And this is the point where we put up our hands, and Juan does something. Something. We don't know Who what. Knows it what's could here. be anything. Could it be could anything. be a boat. It could be Porky Pig. <laughs> or Porky Pig in a boat. It could be Porky Pig in a boat. <laughs> We're making Juan work today. <laughs> so thank you, Juan, for uh, all the sight and sound magic today. Thanks, podcast dad. For arena stuff, later this week, I'm going to put out uh, a new sheet. Mm-hmm. So look for that. I'm going to kind of base it on the Star City Games uh, Day 2 meta plus some... uh, So it's going to be all Golos. (laughs) 13 (laughs) slots of Golos. Yeah. And I'm going to try to get some like Goldfish data in there as well to try to like fill out enough decks. But we're going to have something for you to start uh, working on and churning through shortly. Yep. Uh, Make sure you guys are doing that. It helps everybody out. The more data we get, the better the conclusions we can draw and give you guys content that you want. So we're going to jump right into these uh, Brawl decks. Yeah, so what's Brawl? It's like standard commander. Kind of, sort of, yeah. It's a format that uh, Wizards kind of threw at us like a year ago, right, with Dominaria. Kind of died off a little bit. I think mainly because there wasn't a ton of great support for it. And Baral's busted. Baral was busted also. Baral. Baral. Yeah. Chief of Compliance. Yes. Yeah. Chief of Unfun Magic. Yeah. Um, also, like, I think the games played out less like Commander than people had anticipated because there were some cards that were missing, like, namely, uh, like, board wipes and some of the mana rocks to fix your mana. Yeah. And it, there weren't a lot of multiplayer focus cards. Yeah. So Wizards has kind of fixed that with these pre-con decks. Most of them include some type of board wipe. Uh, They all have a command tower and a new mana rock, Arcane Signet, um, to try and fix your mana and hopefully let people brew a little bit now that those cards are technically legal. Yeah. And if you get one of these decks, all the cards in them are standard legal. Mm -hmm. There's some good cards in them, too. Yeah, so now some of them don't do anything in standard. Right. The Arcane Signet and Command Tower don't do anything. Right, because you don't have a commander. But there are, like, rares that are playable Mm -hmm. in standard or could be playable in standard that are only available in the Brawl decks. Right. And there are a reasonable number of good-ish mm-hmm. standard rares that are in the deck. Yeah, well. like they all have a shock land in them. Yes. So that's like half your half your investment is in the shock land. They have a shock and they have a scry land and they have a temple. Yep. So Brawl is mostly a casual format. Yeah, there's a lot less uh, competitive like light shed on it. 
it's not really meant to be a competitive format. Mm. It's meant to be more for funsies. And we'll get into that in a little bit here about how that ties into like upgrading your brawl deck. More more importantly, it's going to be on Arena, right? Yeah, it's going to be on Arena starting this week. Yeah, uh, this week or next week. I yeah, think. it's going to give you another way to play. Mm-hmm. Now on Arena, it's going to be a 1v1 format. Mm-hmm. Arena doesn't have support for multiplayer. Right. But that also can impact how you want to build your deck. Yes. Right. I know I, my upgrades are more focused on like a 1v1 yeah, I mean, that's like arena, arena kind of play situation. Yeah, I mean, if that's how you'd rather play, that's up to you. I mean, yes. I, I don't see a problem with playing 1v1 Brawl at all. Yeah, there were four pre-con decks, mm-hmm. and they were Bant, Jund, Esper, and... Uh, Mardu. Mardu, yep. uh, the one we blocked out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so they kind of give you a wide range of play. Mm-hmm. These are also reasonable starts if one of the other like three color uh, legends from M20 mm-hmm. looked interesting. Yeah, like I know you said uh, the Bant deck could easily be transitioned into a Yarok deck. Yes, you could easily. Yeah. There's like six white cards in kind of the final list that could easily become black cards. Yeah. And so you could play another commander mm-hmm. with like the same kind of core. Right. Just those like the Mardu. There's a Mardu angel that could be your commander. Right. Uh, with some of those pieces from the Mardu deck. So there are mm-hmm. some things you can do with maybe cards you already have plus these cards like yep. to make a totally different deck or give it a different feel with a different commander. Yeah. So like we said, these decks kind of by nature are a more casual format. You don't really have to worry about, you know, being a spike and showing up to your brawl table and smashing face. That's not really what the decks are about. They're meant to be kind of a palette cleanser from the more competitive formats, right? At least that's how that's how I see them. I try to win every, every game I sit down to play. Sure. So, <laughs> sure. Sometimes you just need a break from playing 40 games against Golos. Fair. Of course, Golos could be your Brawl Commander also. I've thought about that. (laughs) All the cards, Golos. Yep. There you go. So, because of that, though, I know the last time we did a uh, deck upgrade video, we kind of did, like, levels. Like a level 1 upgrade, a level 2 upgrade. We're not really going to do that this time because of the fact that it's more casual and because it's a singleton format, the deck lists, it's not as important that you, you know, make these specific changes. You can kind of do them as you yeah, you can get things and you might like not agree with something that we cut. Yeah. You know, you can always be like, you know what, I'm going to just keep that, keep this card that came in the deck with it mm-hmm. and uh, call it good there. Yep. It's not like you're trying to build a tier one or tier 1.5 deck right. from your pre-con deck. It's you're trying to tailor it to what you want to do and how you want the deck to play. Yep. So our idea of what we want the deck to do and your idea might be different, Yeah. but this is just, just going to give you a sense of what we think yeah. is and going on. Even if you like our deck and you want to build the list that we made, it's not something that you have to do all at once. Yeah, like, you can slowly get stuff. Yeah, these lists are they're pretty easy to just kind of roll your way into. Yeah. So the first thing we're talking about is Shulane. Yep. I was most into this, and so I may have gone a little hard on the changes. Yeah, this was the first one spoiled, I think. Yeah, and uh, I think it's when I played the most mm-hmm. in the in the uh, arena event. Yeah. This and then Corval were my, yeah. my two that I played. Yep. Shulane is two in Bant. Mm-hmm. For is he a three five? What's Bant for people that don't know what Bant uh, is? White, blue, and green. So five mana total. Five mana total. Okay. He's a two four or a three five? Something not a very attacky. Yeah. Two four, I think. Yeah. And whenever you cast a creature spell, you get to draw a card and you can put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. In that order. In that order. So you get to draw your card and if it's a land or you have another land in your hand. You just put it on the battlefield. Yep. So he draws you cards and ramps you. Yep. And then three mana and tap him, mm-hmm. you can pick up one of your creatures and put it into your hand. 
Right. You can bounce it. Any creature. Any creature. Including Tulane. Yes. Yep. And he has vigilance, so you can get in there and then pick him up. If, if you, you want to, to yeah. Right. So this, since he is rewards you for casting creatures and gives you a way to rebuy your creatures, mm-hmm. I think you want to maximize your enter the battlefield mm-hmm. ability. So every creature you play should be either kind of giving you mana or giving you some spell-like effect. Yeah. Because you don't want to play a lot of spells, you just want to play a lot of things that are creatures that are going to draw you cards off too late. Right. You also don't want to play a lot of spells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to yeah. play very few spells because you want everything to synergize well with right. Tulane. Yep. Some of the things, so like you want all your removal and your answers if you can to be stapled to your creatures. The, the pre-con deck gives you some of that. Mm-hmm. And you want your lands to cast as many of your spells as possible. Mm-hmm. So I left a lot of like the tap lands in here just because I need them to cast spells. Yeah, you got to leave your options open. And I also was able to put a few utility lands in mm-hmm. because... You know, you're going to have a lot of land, so having a castle or two yeah. is going to give you a little more flexibility than mm-hmm. if it was just an island or a forest. Right. So when you buy the deck, mm-hmm. what are the things you're going to get that are kind of notable? Uh, well, you're going to get Tulane, yes. which I don't know how much he's dropped recently, but like leading up to the release of the Brawl decks, he was like 20 bucks by himself. Yeah, I think that they're like 12 to 15 yeah. right now. Like we said, you're also going to get a Shock Land in each one. Yeah, so this one's Howlid Fountain. Yep. And it was like 6 or $7. Yep, definitely something to keep your eye yeah. on. You're going to get the Arcane Signet, which is the Mana Rock. There's going to be one in each of these decks. Yeah, and if you're a Commander player, this is going to just be the best Mana Rock, not named Soul Ring and Commander, right. going forward. Yeah, these were, were 20-something dollars leading up to the release. I think they're like 10 or 15 right now. Yeah, I was, I was trading them for 8 to 10. Yeah. So, uh, Steel Bane Hydra. Yeah. That's one of the ones that was just in this deck, right? That's yeah. a turtle. Turtle yes. Hydra. X green green for, uh, and you put X plus one plus one counters on it. Mm-hmm. And then you pay two and a green and you can dish and remove a counter mm-hmm. and you can destroy an artifact or enchantment. Okay. So it gives you a way to deal with opposing just annoying things. Yep. And then you have fairy formation. Yes. Which is four and a blue for a five, four flying creature. Yep. It has three and a blue, uh, draw a card, make a one-one fairy. Yep. Um, so those are kind of like the notable notable inclusions for yeah. this deck. Cards that are either worth money or you can only get in the in this deck. Yeah. I think that both green decks have Thorn Mammoth. Yeah. That's five green green for a seven seven. Mm-hmm. And whenever Thorn Mammoth or- Six an, six. Six six? Yeah. A big big. Yep. Whenever Thorn Mammoth or another creature comes on the battlefield, you can have Thorn Mammoth fight something mm-hmm. that your opponent controls. So it's just removal on a creature. On a creature. A lot of these decks kind of had two themes mm-hmm. going on in them. In this one, I kind of think it the that the second theme wasn't as clearly defined as it was in a lot of them. Yeah. But it was kind of a not ramp, but like there was like a plus one plus one counter synergy thing. Yeah, kind of odd. It didn't really fit. Super yeah, well. there were a few adapt creatures. Yeah. And like Biomancer's familiar that makes makes adapting cheaper and whatnot. Yeah. I think for all of these decks, we kind of cut that like B plan yeah, that I the deck so. had and leaned more heavily into the A plan. Yeah. And so the A plan, like I said, is playing creatures that do something when they come in. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of changes. A lot of changes. Like twenty five. Yeah. I went super hard. We'll we'll put a list. We'll put a link to the actual list. Yeah. 
Um, I built all these, all of our changed lists on Goldfish, so you can follow those links. I'm sure they'll be in the description yeah. somewhere. So, kind of the big thing that I tried to do was again like lean into the the ETB effects thing. Mm-hmm. So this a thing that when playing it on Arena that I noticed it was it was really lacking removal. Yeah. And so the removal that you can get as ETBs are things like Voracious Hydra, mm-hmm. right? It comes in and it fights something. Wicked Wolf comes yeah. in and it fights something. Tulsimir. Tulsimir comes in and fights something. So you have these ways to to deal with opposing creatures with mm-hmm. your creatures. Yeah. Right? And then you can rebuy them with Chulay. Mm-hmm. I put in a little more answers to general things. Knight of Autumn as just like a Swiss army knife. Yeah, utility creature. Yeah, and deputy of detention as a way to deal with problematic permanence. Mm-hmm. Put in a few planeswalkers. I think there are only six or seven non-creature spells in the deck. Yeah. One is Teferi Time Raveler. That gives you with uh, Chulain another way to rebuy yeah. your Enter the Battlefield abilities. Oko, because Oko's busted. Oko's great. And then Vivian, Champion of the Wilds. Yeah. With her, it's her plus as you look at, no, her, her minus, one of them. Yeah, the minuses, the minus. look at the top. Or you get to exile one and cast it. At instant you speed, yeah. yeah. It's just another way to draw more creatures. Yeah, and she also gives all your creatures flash, mm-hmm. which is awesome in this deck, because you get to play on your opponent's turn. Yeah, and so she draws you creatures, lets you play them at instant speed, yeah. and now, now your Knight of Autumn is an instant speed disenchant right. that... Also, as a two-one blocker, right? And then uh, Nissa, who shakes the world because you need more mana. Yeah, Hydrid Crisis because mm-hmm. you're not going to draw enough cards, right? And then to go to kind of complement Chulain, there's Beast Whisperer, mm-hmm. kind of uh, does the same thing. Yeah, when you cast a creature, draw a card, and then the Great Henge. The Great Henge, it's great. It's great. We put in like a bunch of creatures that did something when they came in. Yeah, and then in the lands, I kept all like that. I kept all like the tap like social yeah. duels but there's a breeding pool a temple garden is additional shocks yep the blue and the green castle mm-hmm. makes sense both i think work fine the green castle ramps you the yep. blue castle lets you dig to yeah let's just set up your draws yeah. off at your lane and then um i think that a general inclusion for a lot of these decks is just going to be the random one of field of the dead yeah just because why not like if you draw field of the dead you need to start making zombies. Well, that I mean, seems good. It makes sense because like your lands have the same deck building restriction where you can only have one of yeah. land. So you're just naturally going to get to, you know, seven different lands. Yeah. So there are three different cards in this deck that reward you for casting creatures. Yeah. The Chulane, uh, Beast Whisper, and the Great Henge. Mm-hmm. So you just want to cast creatures and draw a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. And drawing cards is fun it is fun i think the main drawback to the way i have it built right now is you might be a little soft to opposing planeswalkers you don't have yeah. a lot of ways to interact so you know maybe the prison realm that i cut if the people you play with are playing a bunch of planeswalkers you bring your prison realm back in yeah and i did cut the big pig the big pig oink oink yeah. and maybe if you find yourself getting into a bunch of board stalls that might be a card to bring back in just as a way to break through mm-hmm. just yeah. as a way to just make a big like alpha strike yeah maybe i have it like an agent of treachery maybe you don't want to steal their thing maybe you just want to like smush them yeah so makes sense yeah so those are some things that like and you have those cards so like if you have it half our list built and you're like you know what i like the pig i'm not gonna take the pig out don't take the pig yeah, out leave fine. the pig i think that's most of chulain like i said there are like 20 something cuts yeah they, i went super hard yeah there's no reason to go through each one individually yeah. you kind of got the gist of what we were trying to do yeah and if you want to see the rest of them please check out the list. Yeah. So like I said, if you think of a creature that you're like, oh, when this comes into play, it does something cool. Yeah. You probably want to play that. Yeah. Play it. Yeah. If I miss something, just play that. 
Yeah. Let us know. So the next one, Corvold, the fake cursed king. That's right. It's this, my Jundy boy. It is the Jundy boy, yes. Yep. He is definitely a sack and value engine. That's right. Um, those are things that are very Jund-like. Yes. He plays a great like mid-range grindy game. He's not going to be the beatdown deck. He's not going to be the control deck, but he is going to grind you into dust. Yes. So what does uh, the Jundy boy do? It's two in Jund for a 5-5 five, five flyer, and when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you have to sacrifice a permanent. Mm-hmm. When you do, he gets a plus one, plus one counter, and you draw a card. So for the uninitiated, what is Jund? Uh, Jund is... Green, black, and red. There we go. Yep. So the best colors. The best colors. The best colors. So yeah, and like being a big flyer mm-hmm. does give you an advantage over some of the decks. Yeah, and he can get big quick. It's whenever you sacrifice anything, he gets a counter and you draw a card. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be just to his ability. Yeah, it can just be anything. Yeah, it can just be anything. Which so, is oven? There you go. Sure. Get a counter draw card. Yep. Fabled Passage. Evolving Wilds. There you go. Food. Mm-hmm. Food. Yeah, he gets big. Yes. So notable includes in this deck are uh, obviously Corvold. Yep. Um, again, he was 20-something dollars leading up to release. Um, almost the cost of the deck by himself. I'm sure he's come down some. Yeah. The Arcane Signet, just like all the other decks. And the Shockland in this one is Stomping Ground. Yeah. So they're all solid. What's the other? So this has Thorn Mammoth. Was there another like exclusive card Yeah, this, this has Taste of Death. Taste of Death. It's right. a four black black. Uh, each player sacrifices three creatures. Yeah. And you make three food. There you go. It also has the Gluttonous Troll. Oh, yeah, yeah, the multiplayer card. Yeah. Um, it also has Chittering Witch, which is another multiplayer card. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they I don't remember Chittering exactly Witch what Chittering Witch comes do. in makes and a makes rat for rats, each opponent. Yeah, for equal to each opponent. And Gluttonous Troll comes in and makes a food for each opponent. And you can, like, sack a food and give it, like, plus two, plus one. Yeah, maybe. Something, something like that. that. So the first thing I did with this deck is kind of the same thing I did with all the decks, is I tweaked the mana base. Okay. Made it just a little bit better. Um, I pulled out all three of the guild gates because guild gates are just kind of do nothing. Um, this deck doesn't have the same problem that Tulane did, where you have to worry about casting all of your spells all of the time. You can kind of yeah. set your turns up in advance and not really worry about it. Yeah. So it's not as critical that you have all of the colors open all of the time. You can kind of plan your turns out. Uh, so I got rid of all three guild gates and I put in the other two fetch or uh, shock lands, yep. uh, the blood crypt and overgrown tomb, and then added a uh, fabled passage. Yes. Um, next, I kind of tweaked the removal a little bit. I really didn't like the taste of death, the sacrifice, yeah. whatever. All of the pre-cons kind of have like a little tokeny to them. Yeah. Where like an edict effect isn't super relevant. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I got rid of that and I got rid of bacon to pie because that's just kind of inefficient removal. It is. Four manas, whatever. There's, there's much better that we can do. Uh, so I added spark harvest. Yes which is a one-mana removal spell that hits creatures and planeswalkers, but you have to sacrifice a creature. Which plays in well with Corvold's yeah, that's what ability. you want to do anyway, sacrifice creatures. That was a creatures. card that I was, when I was playing on Arena, I was like, why can't I just have Spark Harvest in this deck? It yeah. seems like it would be better. Yeah, and I also added Bedevil. Which it's, is just good and flexible removal. Yep, best removal in the colors. After that, I kind of tweaked the value engines a little bit. Um, I got rid of Keeper of Fables. Um, that's not super relevant in the deck. Yeah. You have um, enough ways to draw cards. Yeah, you're not really leaning on that. And, like, your major f- evasive flying threat is a giant, like, dragon that's, like, an 8-8 when you decide to attack with yeah. it. Yeah, I got rid of Orzhov Enforcer because I'm adding cards that kind of do a better Orzhov Enforcer okay. impression. And I got rid of Angrath, Captain of Chaos. Yeah. Him, like, making or amassing twice 
is just kind of whatever. It's not great. And you have enough effects where you're not really worried about the menace. Okay. So I added in the new Garrick, Cursed Huntsman. Turns out sacking the wolves is great because it it's, just bumps his loyalty through the roof. It's very good. I won two pre-releases on Sack My Wolves, Yeah. Ultimate My Garrick. Yeah, pretty good. I added Liliana Dreadhorde General, um, another card draw engine. When you're sacrificing your stuff, you get to draw cards. It's, um, it's like Taste of Death. It's the same cost and yeah. does way more. Sticks around and makes zombies and then ultimates and like wins the game on the spot. There you go. And then I added Vraska Golgari Queen. Yes. Um, again, playing into the sacrifice thing. She's removal. She's sacrifice. Yeah. So does everything the, the deck he wants to do. Yeah. Um, I also tweaked the ramp just a little bit. Um, I cut the Paradise Druid. You could very easily keep the Paradise Druid. That's a fine card. It fixes your mana. Um, it's hard to interact with. Like you can almost guarantee to start your next turn yeah. with it. But I thought Gilded Goose was just a touch better. Yeah. Because of the sack theme. Gilded Goose, you have to eat a food in order for it to make mana. So. If you tap Gilded Goose, fix your mana, ramp you, draw a card, put a counter on Corvald. Seems great. Yeah. And the rest, like I just kind of rounded the package out. I wanted Elvish Reclaimer with a little bit of a, um, like a lands package. Yeah. Again, to play into the sacrifice thing, fix your mana, whatever. Um, so I wanted Elvish Reclaimer, Blast Zone, and Field of the Dead. Yep. Chandra Alkalite of Flame is awesome all by herself. Like, she makes elementals oh, that yeah, sack themselves. Oh, yeah, they sack themselves, yeah. Yeah, that card's just fantastic. It's everything this deck wants to do. Legion Warboss is kind of a neat combo with Korvald also, because the uh, Goblin enters the battlefield before Korvald's trigger goes on. Okay. So you can sacrifice the Goblin that entered the battlefield to Korvald, draw a card. And then I thought Blood for Bones and Cavalier of Night both also play into the sacrifice thing and let you, like, rebuy stuff out of your graveyard. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And then I really like Rankle. Okay. It's also kind of everything that Jund wants to do. Yes. It's like all of the modes of Lily that's standard legal in Jund. Yes. So Rankle makes the cut. And then, like we said with Chulane, this one also had some like filler secondary themes. Like it had yeah. a plus one, plus one counter theme kind of going on. Um, Woodland Champion, Pollenbrate Druid, and Goblin Crater Maker just kind of seemed like filler cards that didn't super fit. Yeah. Evolution Sage also. Um, we did add a bunch of Planeswalkers so I could see keeping Evolution Sage, but I don't think it's really like what the deck's trying to do. And then uh, I cut Blood Soaked Altar and the uh, Dragon That Makes Treasures. Yeah, I um, liked him though, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think we just put more powerful yeah, versions yeah, you did. of the we same did. cards yeah. in. And then, like I said, I wanted a little bit of a lands package, and we went way heavier into black than we did the other colors, so I cut a forest and a mountain for the uh, the two lands I wanted. Yeah, so this seems all reasonable. Mm -hmm. A fun trick if you play your Corvald or you attack with it, uh, especially when you play them, if you hold control or you hold priority, you have a Witch's Oven, mm -hmm. you can sack a creature that you're going to sack to Corvald. And then sack the food. And then sack the food and draw two cards. Get two counters. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So, little things in life. Yep, sweet tech. Yeah, this deck was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, you got to feel smart as you, like, sacrifice creatures and, like, mm -hmm. drew extra cards. Yeah. And, like, you could get out of weird spots with you, it. Yeah, this deck is super toolboxy, and it can, it basically has a line to get you out of any situation. Yeah. Did Murderous Rider not find his way in here? He didn't. He's sad. I know. He wishes he was in here. It w I mean, it was on my big list, but I couldn't find room for him. 
I liked everything else that was going on. So if you love Murderous Rider more than James does, put it in your deck. I love Murderous Rider. I bought three foil showcase copies. So did I, but I'm hoping to sell those. <laughs> I think that is all of Corvald, right? That is all of Corvald. Next up is Esper and Alayla Artful Provocator. Yeah, so what's Alayla do? She's the cheapest of the commanders. She is. In terms of casting costs. Right. She might be the most expensive in terms of dollar costs. Yeah, I think so. She is one in Esper, so blue, white, black. Mm-hmm. For a 2-3 flying death touch? Lifelink. Lifelink. Yep. Whenever you cast an artifact or enchantment spell, mm-hmm. you make a 1-1 one, one fairy with flying, yeah. and all your flyers get plus 1, plus 0. A lot of text on that one. There's a lot of text on that one. Yep. So what's Alayla trying to do? She's a little more controlling. Yeah. She wants to play uh, a game where she's using enchantment-based removal, mm-hmm. an artifact-based removal to uh, manage your board while making kind of an army of flyers. Yep. And then just use those bunch of two-power flyers to kind of, to just kind of get there. It's almost like a tempo control kind of game. Yeah. She also does a really good job of stabilizing the game when she comes down because yeah. she has Death Touch and Lifelink. Yeah. So. So she is weak to just removal like they all are, mm-hmm. but right, you can set it up where if your turn four play, your turn five play is Alayla plus a Witching Well. At least you, you get, get some blocker. kind of value yeah. out of it. Uh, this deck has the artifact and enchantment theme, mm-hmm. and it also has a Flyers theme. Right. So it's kind of trying to do both things. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with Alayla is if you draw the Flyers half of your deck, mm-hmm. your commander does almost nothing. Right. And if you draw the artifact and enchantment side of your deck, it does a whole lot. Yeah, it so, definitely goes off. Yeah. I think it goes off as well as a couple of the other ones, Chulain mm-hmm. and Corvold, yeah. as long as it draws the right pieces. This one's more susceptible to not drawing the right pieces. Yeah. So in this deck, you get Alayla. Yes, you did. Which is, was like $25 leading up to release. There are thoughts of her being playable in the Esper dance list as a cyborg juke. Okay. So you're playing all these eggs, and then you play a Layla, oh, and you man. start generating value that, yeah, that way. That sounds great. She's on cast, though, not ETB, right? I think she's on cast, but I'm yeah. 100% sure. But at least it gives you a way to, if they unmoor ego your Dance of the Mance, yeah. you then can just play your eggs and get a bunch of two-power flyers and yeah. win the game that way. Seems pretty good. Uh, you also get a Shimmer Dragon, which is also like $15. Yeah. It's four blue blue i think mm-hmm. for a six six something like that flyer flyer you control if, four artifacts against hexproof yep and if you tap two untapped artifacts you draw a card yeah the card's like bonkers yeah it's pretty good yeah um, especially when the game's a little bit slower like commander or, or brawl is gonna be. yeah you're just gonna get a bunch of extra cards yeah it has an arcane signet like they all do yep this one also has a smothering tithe which is like apparently Commander All-Star. EDH staple, yeah, it's a $10 card. Yeah. Still $10 card. And like the rest of them, it comes with a shock land. This one has Watery Grave. Yeah. Like the others, uh, we kind of worked on the mana base a little bit. Uh, we cut the guild gates and added in shock lands and a fabled passage. Yeah. I think that's the easiest mana, mana base upgrade you can do. And then we added in a card that I thought was super sweet in this deck, Divine Visitation. Yes. Yes, so that is three... White, white for a mythic enchantment. Mm-hmm. Whenever you would make a token, make it a 4 4 angel instead. Yep. So it's so, 5 4 with a layla out. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if it's on cast, yes, you have to wait a turn, but like a yeah. layla into that. Yeah. And you just start making giant things and win the game. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I thought Ethereal Absolution might be neat in this deck too. Yeah. Just as a way to kind of make your, your little guys more relevant. 
and it gives you a way to like make guys. Right. Yep. When the game goes long, it gives you a way to make guys. Corpse Knight, I thought was super cute. Yeah. Just as a way to, you know, control your opponent's life total a little bit while you're making your guys. And then some enchantment based removal. Yeah. Pacifism, Kesmina's transmutation. There's also a few other things you could play. You could play um, Trapped in a Tower. Yep. As a, as another thing, that one didn't make the cut when I was building the deck. Yeah, um, just because like there's so many relevant flyers. Yeah, this is true. Like we said, we left in this. We left the kind of the flyers package, which yeah. is uh, Sephora mm-hmm. and um, Imperial. What's the eagle? The two three. Oh, the buffs your flyers. Yeah. yeah. So we left those in. You could try to lean harder into artifacts and enchantments. Yeah, I mean, I think those flyers are fine. Yeah, that's like they're they're kind of self-contained. Like if you have some fairies mm-hmm. out, you can still make the angel. You can still do it. Yeah, and like pumping your flyers is also just kind of fine. Yeah, it's not like you were leaning into another uh, something else your deck is trying to do, like the plus one plus one counter thing. Yeah. So if you so when you go to build your deck, when you when you open it up. You might want to just look at everything that's not an artifact or enchantment and mm-hmm. think, is there an artifact or enchantment that does this? That does this or could be a little bit better here. Yeah. Just to maximize your commander. Yeah. I also left out uh, the new, was it Glass Casket? The oh, new Glass Casket's not in there? No. Oh, okay. actually, I, I think it might that's be in probably the deck. In, in, it's the in the actual deck. I think. deck. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense why it's not on my list. Yes. So it's already there. Yep. But yeah, so look at like artifacts and enchantments that are going to get you value. Yep. This deck plays out a little weird. Sometimes it plays out more controlling yeah. it has a kaya's wrath yeah and then other times it kind of plays this out where you almost cheese them out of the game you right. like a layla make like four flyers and kill them in two turns yeah so it's kind of weird how it plays out also because there's so many keywords on her she can like almost play a voltron game too where you just put a bunch of pants on her and send her in i mean i lost a few to uh all that glitters yeah me too all that glitters is one of the white for an enchantment your creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact or enchantment you control yeah and she's got lifelink, so you're talking, you know, a 20-point life swing. Yeah, so the deck does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's not really my play style. It does lean a little bit more controlly, and I don't know that it's as powerful as Corvold or Chulainus. Yeah, I think the big difference between her as a commander and them is they both say draw a card. Right. And she doesn't. Right. And depending on the board state, a 2-1 flyer might not be a card. Yeah, it's probably not relevant. Where everyone else is getting you a card and getting you deeper, Yeah. sometimes she just doesn't do that. Yeah. So I think that's about it for Alayla, right? Yeah, I think so. Next up is the Mardu Commander, mm-hmm. affectionately known as Mardudu. Mardudu. Uh, Sir Gwen, hero of uh, Ashvale. Ashvale, yep. This is the most expensive in terms of CMC commander out of the bunch. Yep. Which uh, is a problem. For an aggro deck, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a problem, especially um, since this deck definitely wants to be the beatdown deck. If you watch any of our other videos, we were able to tell you all the stuff yeah. on the uh, commander for oh, memory. I can, I can get through most of this one, I think. Okay, let's go here. It's a uh, three and Mardu, so black, red, white. Okay. It's a uh, five, five. Okay. It has a, a keyword. I think it's Vigilance. It probably is. It is Vigilance, yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever a knight you control attacks... You lose a life draw card? I thought it had to have an equipment on it. it was like an an equip- equipped knight, yeah. yeah. Whenever an equipped knight attacks, lose a life draw card. Hmm. And equip costs cast, or cost three less? Or is it zero oh, to yeah, knights? No, that, yeah, this one's free. Equip, equip to knights is free. Yes. Yeah. So Whew, We got there. Yeah, Sir Gwen is the, is the aggro deck out of the three. Yeah. Its big thing is, much like Alayla, where it has to draw the right side of its deck, Right. this also has to draw the right side of its deck. If it draws mm-hmm. a bunch of creatures and no enchantments, yeah. 
Equipment. Uh, sorry, equipment. Yeah. Gwen doesn't do a whole lot. Doesn't do hardly anything. If you draw a bunch of equipment and uh, no creatures, yeah. you're probably dead before you get to play your Gwen and like throw all your sweet equipment on it. Yeah, probably. So it is kind of like fighting for what it wants to do. Like yeah. you can just have hands that end up being non-functional. You can also just kill people out of nowhere too. Like, yeah. I mean, if your hand is, you know, a bunch of little guys and like the Colossus hammer. Yeah. You're just like, well, time for you, buddy. Go to town. And you just smash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you get in the deck that's notable is you mm-hmm. get uh, Sir Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Knight of the Ebon Legion. Which just spiked. It's like a $9 card or whatever. Yep. You get, again, another Arcane Signet. Yep. You get a Knight's Charge, mm-hmm. which is, it brings back Knights from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a one white black. Okay. Um, it drains for one when you attack. Okay. And you can pay like seven, six, seven mana to return all knights from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. That card is, there's a lot of hype for it in like EDH in general. Gotcha. So th- that card's kind of expensive too. Okay. And then there's a godless shrine as the as the shock. Yep. The shock for this one. Same kind of thing that yep. you did last time. Yep. Swapped out the guild gates for shock lands and a temple. Fable passage. Fable passage. Okay. Yep. We also added in Embercleave. Which is great in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. Flash in your Ember Cleave. Win the game. Win the game. Also, this deck probably wants Circle of Loyalty. Yes. It's really good in here. You have a bunch of knights, so it's going to be super cheap. And just make all of them bigger. Yeah, and- makes them all bigger. You can make a bunch more knights. We added in a little bit of removal with uh, Lava Coil and Bedevil. Yep. Kind of cards that don't really cost a whole lot of mana, so you don't mind throwing them in. You can still do that and your knights thing on the same turn. Um, we added in a Cavalier Flame. As a yes. way to cheese out some wins, pump your team, win the game. Um, also a Judith for the same reason. Yeah, just pump the team. Yep, Anthem Effect. And then if they want to, if they somebody wants to get into combat with you, all your stuff dies and Judith shoots yeah. shoots things to death. And then uh, added a Revival Revenge. Now that we're sitting here doing this episode, I don't remember what this card does. It's a split card. It's the Orzhov split card. It's the Orzhov split card. Like one, like the four black white side, like the your opponent like loses ten life and you gain ten life or something. Okay. Oh, and the other side is like mini Re- sun titan, right? Return yeah, a creature CMC three or less, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got there. We got there. Yeah, and then we cut some stuff that like wasn't super great. The uh, Filemire Knight is great and constructed, but probably not fantastic in this deck. Yeah. Fireborn Knight, same thing. That's the, yeah, it just doesn't seem great anywhere. The yeah, the hybrid red white knight. Yes. You're not really going to have a bunch of mana to dump into the thing, and like Embercleave gives one of your other guys double strike anyway. Yeah. Obnix's Cruelty isn't a great removal spell. Kind of replace that with Lava Coil. Does yeah. a lot more for cheaper. So we took out oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bond of Discipline. Yeah. Uh, that's the tap tap the team. Give your give uh, your creatures lifelink. Yeah, like for five mana. That's yeah. not, not where you want to be. Crystal Slipper, yeah. which is the one that gives haste. And plus one, plus, plus one. The, the, the only thing I will say is being able to give your Gwen haste when she comes out is like yeah. the only like time that card was like good. Yeah. Shining Armor, though, uh, I guess memeable because you have a knight in Shining Armor. It's definitely on theme. Ooh. Not a very good card, though. Yeah. Gives my knight plus zero, plus two. And Vigilance, right? Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, Doesn't do enough. No. Got the axe. And then Integrity Intervention. Yeah. Which is like an, kind of an overcosted pump spell. And removal spell. Yeah, it's not really where you want to be. Yeah. 
This one has the most room to be like improved because it just didn't feel great. Yeah, I almost feel like this one is going to get pieces in subsequent sets because it, it felt the least fleshed out. Yeah, like Commander and Brawl both don't strike me as like super aggressive format. Yeah. I don't know if that's because everyone just is like made like an armistice and like we're not going to do anything <laughs> until turn six yeah. or or what, but it just doesn't seem like it's not a format you want to go like one drop, two drop, three drop. Right. It just doesn't seem like that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if it's one drop, two drop equipment, spend your third turn equipping said equipment. Yeah. That just seems like it feels awful. Yeah. And they're just like, kill it. And you just like. Lost your turn. Lost your turn. Yeah, and you got like, time walked. <sighs> okay, your turn. Yep. Right. So, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it meshes well with the rest of the format. Yeah. Like I said, though, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a subsequent set in standard kind of finished this deck. There out. was like an extra knight randomly yeah. that was really good. Or some good equipment. Or some good up. equipment, yeah. I mean, Elspeth needs a spear or something, doesn't she? She does, yeah. So there we go. Yep. And we also got, uh, we're going back to like Adventureland Zendikar, so I'm sure we'll have some cool things to find. Yeah, some sweet battle axes and such. There we go. So, so, in a year, could be sweet. <laughs> could be, for a couple months. Couple could months. be sweet for a couple months. So, I think that's the last of our Brawl Yeah, sorry we uh, didn't have a whole lot to add to Layla and uh, Sir Gwyn here. Yeah. I just don't think that there was as much you could do with them as there was Chulain and Corvald. Yeah. Chulain's just like creatures with stuff stapled onto them. Yeah. Oh, that's all way written standard? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. So, before we moved on, we wanted mm-hmm. to take a second... And just kind of talk about our impressions on how these decks played against each other. Yeah, we did get to spend a little bit of time with them during the uh, Arena Brawl event. Yeah. I kind of felt like there were times where the decks, depending on the draws, really felt like one deck was favored against another. Yeah. So, like, Chulain and, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Corvald and Alela, mm-hmm. since they have a bunch of flyers. Yeah. That was hard for the Chulain deck to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because a bunch of big, dumb, green idiots. <laughs> That don't jump very well. Right. They just kind of Like the deck doesn't have a ton of great removal. Yeah. So like those decks were like hard for Chulane because like Alayla would remove something, get a flyer, and then it would just be like a race of like, okay, I'm going to like four you or play another removal spell and six you for three turns and then you die. Yeah. That didn't always feel great. Mm Mm-hmm. And how did Corval feel against, like, the other decks? Because he played that a lot. I think Chulane was probably the toughest just because it could keep up with the value game. Yeah. It really did not care about anything that the Knights deck did. No. You're just going so far over the top of it that yeah. it's not close. Sometimes the Knights deck didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, just nothing. Yeah. We are super down on the Knights deck. <laughs> if you can't tell. Yeah. But, uh, like, against Alayla, it was fine. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like I was a dog in the matchup at all. Um, but Alayla can certainly have some powerful draws that kind of put you on the back foot yeah, also. Yeah, the thing with Alayla is she was the cheapest, mm-hmm. but I think was most integral to the deck actually yeah. working. Yeah. And so, like, Alayla, and then you, like, cast a removal spell, and then two turns later they cast Alayla again and you remove it again. Yeah. They're so far behind because the one ones don't matter against giant flying dragon dinosaur no, monster. No, they just eat them. Yeah. Nom. So, like, just a couple well-timed removal spells kind of would put the deck back, and yeah. then they were just kind of spinning their wheels yeah. until they got enough mana to cast uh, Alayla again mm-hmm. to actually do something. Yeah. 
So if you're uh, if you're playing these like in a pod with each other, kind of be cognizant of that, where some of the decks have a better matchup against a specific deck. Yeah. So I can't speak to our changes because they haven't put Brawl on Arena. Right. And I think we've had the decks have been out for like three days. Yeah. So it's not spent, like we've been like playing a bunch of Brawl. Yeah, I spent the entire weekend doing this episode, so I have not had a chance to play with them yet. Yeah, but at least the stock lists were kind of how the matchups felt. Yeah. And the nice deck can win that mm-hmm. usually involve like cheesing someone out with like, you know, a creature with a giant set of equipment on it. Right. But I mean, Sir Gwyn is powerful yes. like, by itself, too. Yeah. Just feel like they made it cost one too many, one, so one mana too. too much. It was like, yeah, it's, it's really two. weird that this is supposed to be the beatdown deck and it's the most expensive one. Yeah. Like if it was like five mana instead of six, it'd probably yeah. be better. Yeah. Or like if it was, you know, a four mana, like two, two or three, three. Yeah. Like that's still fine and a lot more playable, I think. Yes. So that's how they're, that's how they're going to play out. Yeah. And just keep in mind, like these decks aren't the end all be all either. Brawl's thing is that planeswalkers can be your commanders also. So you can build I didn't an know that. Yeah, you can build an Oko deck, you can build a Garrick deck. You <laughs> Was that the big pig coming out there? No, just <laughs> just like, hey, do you want everyone to hate you? Like turn two Oko is my commander. Make a food steal your thing next turn. Hey, he's got like nine loyalty. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I mean traditionally like planeswalkers haven't been great commanders mm-hmm. because they don't like they affect the board, but they don't really progress you towards winning. Yeah, and especially in multiplayer, like the effects are a lot. Yeah, more lot toned less, down. Yeah, so I I really don't know how an Oko deck would play out. Yeah, it'd I, be interesting. Yeah, I think like heads up, it just seems like oof. yeah, in a one v one, it'd be tough. Like oh, I killed your Oko. Okay, cool. I'll bring I'll it back next it turn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like oh. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can use any of the Planeswalkers as your commander. Um, there are a bunch of legendary creatures. We just got a legendary Uncommon Knight cycle. We yeah. got a uh, triple on color, uh, yeah, like the, Lord cycle. The um, M20 gave yeah. us, in the regular set, gave us one three colored legend. Yep. And then the Biobox promo was the Naya yep. three colored legend. So they basically have all 10. Mm-hmm. This is a 10? Yeah. They have 10 three-color um, legends yeah. in standard right now. Yep. And so you can kind of do whatever you want. Yep. There's also two five-color legends. Yeah, Golos and Kenrith. Kenrith. Yep. Golos is marching his way up in price. You might want to get it on the ground floor. Oh, I got it on that ground floor. The same with Kenrith. Kenrith might have already like spiked that. Yeah, he did. And I wonder why he spiked. That could be our next topic. It might be. Yeah. Stay tuned. There we go. Coming next. Ooh, teaser. All right. So. <laughs> Talked Brawl. Yep. We've talked MTG Golos Finance. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to talk about Standard briefly. Yeah. There's a, we had an event over the weekend. Yes. Um, SCG Philly yes. was a team trios. Yeah. This isn't always the greatest data for right. figuring out like Standard because you don't know if, uh, in the words of Anthony, if the Standard player was backpacked like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Um, boy, now that's a, that's an image I can't get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> just you so, hitting him with a piece of rolled up newspaper. That's right. Bad Anthony, bad. 
We almost cashed that event. Thank you very much. My methods, while unconventional, work. Um, so you don't really know if the reason that the standard decks are there yeah. is because they're really good standard decks or, or because the other up. two seats were really good. Yeah. There's a clear takeaway from this weekend. 100%. I don't believe that was the case for this event. No. No, maybe for some of the other decks, but yeah. not for uh, Golos. Yeah. It's uh, Golos's world, and we're just trying to kill zombies in it. Yeah, we're just here along for the ride, trying not to get run over. There were, I think, 28 decks in day two. Yeah, which doesn't seem like a lot, but remember it was a team event? Yeah. So 28 players is really 100 players or whatever. Uh, not quite. 80 84. Players. Yeah. Yeah. There were 18 day, 28 day two decks. Mm-hmm. 13 of them were Bant Golos, and there was one dude kicking it with uh, Soltai Golos. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't see it. But there was a list that was listed differently that was uh, Golos Fires. Okay. So there might have been 15 out of the 28 decks featured Golos. That is absolutely insane for a release weekend event. Yeah, it is. I've not ever seen something like this where so many decks were the same. Like, you might see, like, three decks in the top eight yeah. of a regular event because, you know, a team worked together. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they broke it, and they found the right deck for the weekend. Right. But to have, like, half of day two have the same, like, really, like, the same 35 to 40 cards, maybe yeah, more. Probably more. Right? Is crazy. A notable omission from the day two metagame is the deck that traditionally wins. Oh, yeah, Mono Red. Mono Red Mono was, Red like, was nowhere not, to be seen. Not around. Yeah. My experience playing the Bant Golo side is against like mono red they really only they have like four turns to kill you yeah and if they don't kill you on turn four you just do something that is unwinnable for them yeah and i think um like the current version of mono red has slowed down a little bit yeah i mean it has to yeah Yeah. just because there's there's less tools to work with right so like you know you have two gates out and you're and you've ramped in your turn four is golos get a plaza of harmony gain three life yeah they can never kill the golos and you gained three life. Right. You put them down a card. And then you're like, circuitous route, make a bunch of zombies the next turn. They can never attack you. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. It just kind of goes so big. You have like a very small window mm-hmm. to get to them with as mono red. Right. This is definitely different. This, I think, might be the most striking example of how Arena has impacted like modern magic. Yeah, we were talking about this before the episode. Yeah, you're not... You wouldn't get to this deck normally, right? Until a few weeks into the term and in, into the into the season, or even like closer to the end of the season. Yeah. So right after release, mm-hmm. uh, Dance of the Vance, uh, Andre Strasky was like best deck. Yeah. Brian Gottlieb won the fandom tournament with it. Right. Three days later, he was like Golos time. Yep. Won the tournament with it, and it's just been Golos's. Again, feels like forever. It's just been a week. It's just been a week of Golos everywhere. A week. Uh, but Golos is just everywhere. Yep. We are now to the point in standard a week in. Not even a week in. We're like four, four days, days into days officially in. into yeah. like real standard where the format has to like answer Golos or fold to it. Yeah. I came up with some things that might be able to answer Golos. Okay. I don't know if I'm right. Mm-hmm. The first is um, Blue Green Flash. Okay. This is a deck that's been around for a little bit, right? I have written here Vomit. I hate that deck. So do I. Basically, its entire thing is to play some garbage creatures Mm -hmm. at instant speed. Yeah. And then just counter everything. Yeah. Which is fine, except like 
if your Bant Golos player plays a Teferi, yeah. then your deck doesn't do anything. You're not countering anything anymore. And if they stick a Field of the Dead, they can just make enough blockers. Yeah, where it doesn't and, matter. Yeah, where they and then run you out of like counter spells. Yeah. But if they can't, the Golos decks are like playing four mana sorceries and five mana creatures. Yeah. And if you get to counter them, you get enough tempo that you can sneak out games. Mm-hmm. You just got to stay on the front foot. Yeah. And if yeah. you get on the back foot, like it just kind of all falls apart. Yeah. But whenever I play the Bogolo side, I just do not resolve spells. Right. Like they just always have five counter spells yeah. and a Brineborn cutthroat. And you're just yeah. like, oh. Yep. Good job, buddy. Yeah. You're a genius. So, so you have that. A deck that just happened today. Yeah. On I, the internet. I actually saw this video and meant to talk to you about it. And you I beat put me in, to I it. I put it in the notes. Yeah. It's, uh, Mr. Magic Aids. Yeah. He's a little weird. He's a little weird and has some questionable content. So maybe Brian will post the list on Twitter. Maybe. Check it out there. Yeah. He, he's not family friendly. He is not fam- family friendly. But his claim to fame is like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He built Modern Humans. Right. And I think that the deck that won the SCG that like week was like four lands different than his original list. Yeah. So that is his claim to fame. <laughs> but he had a blue-red kind of tempo deck mm-hmm. that was kind of the blue-green deck where it's just like a pile of counterspells, yeah. brazen borrowers, and um, uh, bonecrusher giants. Yep. And just tried to counter all of this stuff from uh, Golos yeah. and have a little bit of removal and interaction for everything else. Mm-hmm. Now... The video was only like five matches or four. I think it was only two games, right? Or was it a whole league? I didn't even think it was I a whole league. It was only like 12 minutes long. Yeah. Right. It's a very small sample. Yeah. It looked really good against the Golos deck that it played, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much game it has against the other decks in the format. Yeah. Right. And I've not, pl- same with like Blue Green. Like I've not yeah. played the Simic deck. Yeah, I haven't either. Right. So I don't know like how they do against. Those Simic decks. I don't yeah. I don't know. And then there could be some sort of like thought erasures interaction. Yeah, but not like in a control shell, no, right? You're talking more like a mid-range, like where you can apply like, pressure. Yeah, because it's the control decks just fold to field. Yeah. Right? You just, they're like, cool. You're like, play my land, get a 2-2. Yeah. Answer my 2-2. Play my land, get a 2-2. And you just run them out of answers after a while. Yeah. But like in a tempo or like aggro-y mid-range kind of shell. Mm-hmm. Where you have thought erasure is, is interaction, and then I kind of will smush this with the other thing I had on here, like flyers. Yeah. Right? Because you can't really attack on the ground against Golos. Right. It right? just gets gummed up too easy. So things like Brazen Borrower, mm-hmm. Spawn of Mayhem, or Rankle. Rankle. I think We're, Rankle's great here because it keeps them off of volume of cards too. Yeah, which you is just have them the discard. Deck. Right? So you can, like, the idea being, like, maybe you thought erasure them, mm-hmm. sneak in, like, a counter spell. Or, you know, some sort of cheap interaction. Yeah. And then, you know, you stick a Brazen Borrower, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to ride this 3-1 out for a few turns. Yeah. And then get there that way. This deck could run um, Thief of Sanity, too. Oh, forgot about that card. That yeah. is a card that still exists in this format. It is a card that still exists. And was just backbreaking for so long. Yeah. Right? So you do have ways... Yeah, especially if ducks are late on removal because they're trying to combat Golos. Yeah. That seems like a good direction to go. Look at us. Look at us building Tech. decks on the fly. Um, the other thing that the black decks get that helps against Golos is uh, Legion's End. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of times Golos needs to play their 
five zombies to stabilize. To stabilize. Yeah. And then if you legions end them, then you can get in for the last little bit of damage. Yeah. So that is another thing to consider. Yeah. It's just the black decks are going to have legions in. And if you like, if you're black green, you also get assassins trophy. Yeah, like, black also gets um, some really good sideboard options against Golos too, right? With Ashiok is so like you can just uh, cheese them out by on turn three sticking an Ashiok, and then yeah. you've stunted their development. They have to actually like draw their lands and play them like normal people. Yeah, and, and that's how like they can down. attack it down or anything. Yeah, they don't have a lot of stuff. So, yeah. like, if they don't naturally have a field, right? They can't go find it with a Golos. Yeah, and so they're not really going to swing an Arboreal Grazer into it. I mean, you can. You it's not can. Gonna, it's not, not going <laughs> to do anything. Arena like teasing you with like, uh, would you like to attack with your O three? No, no, I don't want to attack with my O three. <laughs> not now, not ever. Can we just skip through my attacks? <laughs> I will say, if my like. Uh, Daily is attack with a certain number of creatures. <laughs> You're attacking with her. Sometimes it's like, all right, get in there, buddy. <laughs> Dad, day to shine. Daddy needs 500 coins. That's right. <laughs> so it was just all Golos. Mm-hmm. The other deck, so it was Golos, 13 bent Goloses, and one or two other Goli. Goli. Right? And then the next deck with three whole copies. This deck is sweet, though. Uh, Jeskai Fires. Yeah. And I think it was the Planeswalker version of Jeskai Fires, yeah. but I don't know. There's two versions of Jeskai Fires right now. Okay, I've mostly seen the Planeswalker version. I guess I don't know what the other version is. The Martin is. Uh, uh Elementals one with oh, Cavalier. I haven't, I haven't it's, seen that one. It's uh, Cavalier of Flame and Cavalier of Gales. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was the early version, right? Yeah, I think yeah. he's still on it. As, okay. Like, and that just, like, they play two Cavaliers and give them haste and kill you out of nowhere. Yeah. I was at 18, then I was dead. Dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, played some stuff and did not leave back a blocker and yeah. died. But the the Planeswalker version plays Narset, Drawn from Dreams, uh, Sarkin, Sarkin yeah. uh, Teferi, yeah. and Big Chandra in some builds. Yep. Or it's Big Chandra in the board. And they play Fires of Invention. Mm-hmm. Which just gives you, as someone described it, a 2x Hearthstone mana. Yep. <laughs> but you can't play spells on your opponent's turn. You can only play two spells a turn. Yep. And then they play four Fey of Wishes. Right, to get whatever they need out of the sideboard. Yeah. And cast it for free. Yeah, so you get the cast granted for free. Yep. Uh, with your fires, and then go cast what you got. Yeah. So you don't have the normal, like, I've got to pay four mana, and then I've got to wait a turn to cast the thing I get. So like, yep. no, you pay... Zero mana. And get your answer now. And then you pay zero mana and you do the thing. Yeah. And a lot of the decks have stone uncastables in their sideboard. Like Nicole Bolas. Nicole Bolas yeah. in your uh, Casualties of War. Yeah. Double your co- deck. Yeah, double color, double color in not either of your colors. Right. This can go, it can go big, but it also can just sweep up the board enough and slow the game down enough mm-hmm. that two attacks from Sarkon, again, flying. Right can, like, win you the game. Yeah, and, like, if you don't have Planeswalkers on the board, he just makes dragons, too, so... Yeah. And two dragons makes it so you can't attack right. with your zombies. Yep. That was, like, the next deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was really a bunch of one-ofs. I don't know if there's another three of in there. Yeah, I don't think so. It was mainly just a bunch of... A bunch of... People have said that, like, the mono-black decks... I don't yeah. know if they're built correctly, but the mono-black decks are good against Golos. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. The the black 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 elf. Yeah. Uh plus like uh Cauldron Familiar. Spawn of Mayhem. And Spawn of Mayhem. Yeah. Like those Rainful. are all those are all cards that give you reach. Yeah. Right? Like they can gum up the board, mm-hmm. but you can like 
sack your gutter bones to your elf. Right. Draw a card, get back the gutter bones, play it, drain them for one. Like you can right. set up these like kind of long grindy loops where they're like under a clock. You get mm-hmm. in early and then late you're just you have like a way to close the game recycling later. your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There is a version of mono red kicking around too. Um, I believe the current versions are mostly built around Torban. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I would play right now, but if you want to, it that's exists. where I would start. Yeah. I tra- played some mono green. Yeah. The deck doesn't feel good enough. Like yeah. It attacks on the ground, and Golos just is not Says about that no. life. Yeah, um, a lot of the current stuff in Mono Green like doesn't have Trample too. No, a lot of stuff they're playing. So now, like, I guess the uh, Questing Beast does have like Zombie Evasion. Yeah, but um, but like Yorvo really doesn't enough. have Trample, and Pulp Collector doesn't have Trample. At least not initially, and it's just a four-four. Yeah, yeah. and if they have like ten zombies out, like they're like yeah. short. It's Kill dead. two zombies, eat your thing. Yeah, play a land, get four zombies. Mm-hmm. Mm, I feel as though I lost on that exchange. <laughs> Any other like one ofs you want to talk about before we talk about nothing, what we're playing? Nothing that comes to mind. There was nothing that I saw that was like really like oh. Yeah. I guess the other like best deck is the Simic or Saltai. Yeah. Like mid range deck I with like, like Oko and and Wicked Wolf. Yeah. There's like three versions of this deck. Oh, that, that is another deck we can talk about quickly too. But there's three versions of this deck. There's yeah. Simic, Golgari, and Saltai. Oh, there's a Golgari version? Uh, yeah. They're, okay. They all kind of do the same thing. They're just like a mid-range deck that Golos just kind of goes bigger than. Yeah, and that's the problem, is like those decks are kind of just pushed down by, yeah. you ground me out of cards, you two for one me, Krasis for ten. Right. Draw five cards. Yeah. Uh, six for one you. Right. Back in it. Hmm. Yeah. My 3-3 three, three wolf is less impressive now than yeah. your. Um, there is the wolves deck, too. That was the other deck that we can talk about oh, real quick. Oh, yeah, that PB played. Yeah, uh, PV played it. I think Gabby did a video on it. Okay. Uh, one of the that. guys at the store here played it at FNM last week. Okay. There's a couple di- different versions of this deck, too, but they use, like, Wicked Wolf, Nightpack Ambusher, Tulsimir. Yeah, they have, like, wolf synergies. Yeah. Uh, Garrick is pretty yeah. good with wolves. That deck's sweet. I don't think it's, like, a tier one competitor, but it's yeah. sweet. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, like, a four-color version is what yeah. PV played, and then yeah. there's, like, the more three-color, like, Abzan. Mm-hmm versions where you're playing like Tulsimir is your white card yeah. and Garrick as like the black, but it's yeah, basically a, green, base green. a base green deck. Yeah. So yeah, there are some mid-range decks, but like with Golos going so big, I don't know how good those can be. Yeah. I mean, or you can figure out a way to like target Golos, but mm-hmm. it's going to be hard in game one, I think. Yeah. We'll see where the format ends up. I don't think it's quite done evolving yet, but uh, right now it is definitely Golos's world. Yes. So, so what are you playing right now? I am on a super sweet deck that Brian found me and tweeted out over the weekend. I, I try my best here. I, I mean, I had my name written all over it. Yeah. It's uh, Rakdos Adventures. Um, if you want to hear more about it, I did a quick deck tech, posted it up yesterday on our YouTube channel, but I'm going to go over it right now too. Okay. It plays a whole bunch of knights. Okay. A lot of one and two drops and plays Lucky Clover. So it gets to double up all of the adventures that it has. Some of the adventures that it has draw you cards, so you get to draw multiple cards. So Falmire Knight. Yep. Uh, Smitten Swordmaster will drain equal the number of knights you control. If you have a Lucky Clover, you get to do that twice. Okay. If you have a Lucky Clover, Murderous Rider kills two things. I had an opponent scoop when I Murderous Rider kill their Oko and Garrick. Ooh. Yeah. They're, yep, they didn't want to play that game anymore. I don't blame them. Yep. But the deck plays a lot of really cheap creatures, um, so it can get damage in early, get some board presence, 
And then, like, it really doesn't matter if your opponent stabilizes because eventually you just fireball them with a smitten swordmaster. Yeah, you deal like ten of them or more. Like I've done eighteen with a smitten swordmaster. Yeah, it's great. Deck's a lot of fun. If you want to check the list out, like I said, go over our YouTube page, and I did a deck tech on it, and it's also on uh, our Twitter. Yeah, I am a bad person, and I'm playing Golos. You were kind of on Golos already, though. Yeah, like before last standard, you were on Scape Shift, which is just like worse Golos, right? Yeah. And I mean, I will point out that I did say that like blue green rampy stuff yeah. was going to be the best deck in standard by far. And that's basically what Golos is. Yeah, it's like you've swapped out Nissa's for Golos. Yeah. But you're still casting giant hydroid crises. Yeah. I have a I w- I built a Brad Nelson list that mm-hmm. he was playing in the most recent MPL split. Mm-hmm. Uh to great advertising, no one knows what I just said. Right. Um but I think that deck was built middle of last week. Oh, so it's super out of date. So I think it's like, I think it's, I think the list I had was like October the 4th. Oh, so it's like unplayable now, right? It might be. <laughs> uh, it only had one Fae of Wishes, yeah, that's which wrong. is probably a mistake. Yeah. I'm interested in the in the Golos Fires deck, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about the same thing. Like, well, what if you like have Fires and then you Securitus Root and then you can Ooh. just cast everything? everything. Yeah. Um, that leaves your mana up for Golos too, right? Or does Golos cast? Golos... Is you can play, so play is like yeah. you can play lands and cast. Yeah, so that doesn't work with fires. It doesn't work with fires. Yeah, I mean it does let you find lands. Right, if you need a land in your thirty land deck. <laughs> um, right now we're at the point where everyone's trying to like out Golos the Golos decks. Yeah, so like uh, Kenrith is the like Trump mm-hmm. in the Golos mirrors because you make a bunch of zombies. And if they don't have a chance to make zombies to block, you win a lot of times. You yeah. get a lot of times where you, like, wrath the board, make four zombies. Give them haste. And then, yeah, Kenrith can give them haste. Yeah. And so, and I guess he gives himself, does he tap? Yeah, he taps to do that, so. Does he? Does he not? I thought it was just uh, activated ability. Maybe it's just an activated so does he give himself haste? Maybe. Oh, man. But anyway, like, Kenrith, so, like, right now, the goal is extra trying to be more goalless-y. Yeah. Which may open the door for some aggro decks. Yeah, like your Rakdos deck yeah. or something where where they're so busy trying to be bigger than each other, they yeah. ignore everything under them. So I believe that is the case. I played a bunch with this deck yesterday. I played it in the win one of every card and standard mm-hmm. event. I think I was six two in that event. Um so it did pretty good. Uh, obviously I didn't win one yeah. of every card, but it did pretty good. And I also hadn't played any ranked in like a month and a half or two months, so I got kicked all the way back to bronze. Okay. Way back in the bronze age. Um, and I ran all the way up to gold in like an hour and a half. That's like pretty it good. It took no time. And I have not lost to a Golos deck with it. Okay. Like I said, you just get a bunch of early damage, and then it doesn't matter if they Golos and stabilize, you just fireball them out of the game. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I want to try Golos for a bit. Mm-hmm. And find, like, try to see what the, the current sweet list is. Yeah. Just, but I think uh, it is some number of fave wishes. Keep in mind that, like, a month from today is uh, GP Richmond. I know. So we do have to do something to get a deck together for that we event. have to, like, figure something out. Yeah. Yep. Back to Arena. Yeah. So we already mentioned that there was the win one card of uh, from all of Standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, combined, we did not win one card. Because I think I went four and two. Okay. So, uh, so we went ten two. What, what was we ten, went ten two good four. for? Ten four, yeah. Ten four, good buddy. Yeah. What was ten four good for? Do you remember? Like a sealed token. Oh yes. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was a yeah, sealed. Like Eleven wins was all the cards in Eldraine. Yeah. 
and 12 wins was all the cards in standard, it would have just yeah. been so many gems so for me. So many gems. That was like the big arena thing. And it was also super weird that it was like, it happened started like Saturday afternoon and ended like Sunday. No, it was Saturday night. Sunday, Saturday night and ended like Monday morning at yeah. like 4 a.m. or something Yeah, it was weird. strange. I was like, I saw the countdown for it and did not process. And then like yeah. Sunday, I was like, I guess I should try. <laughs> so there's that. We're going to, like we said at the top, yeah. We're going to try to build uh, a data sheet yep. uh, in the next day or two to just get started, get everyone kind of like back in the swing of things. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of hoping that the data we get doesn't really show that Golos is everywhere. Like, I'm kind of hoping that the SCG event was kind of a fluke. Yeah, and again, it might be, you know, we talked about this outside again. Yeah. Um, there was a point a few years ago where people would like win with a deck, write about the deck, and then the next week, play the deck that beat that deck that they just hyped up for a week. Yeah. And maybe we're in that situation where everyone, like, is playing Golos, is going to write about how awesome Golos is. Yeah. And then there's, like, a hard counter to Golos that we've not, not seen. Yeah. So, some other podcasts that have way more listeners than we do. Yeah, downloaded the podcast, like, 12 times to these guys. <laughs> Mentioned that they get, on average, the same number of downloads for one of, for one of their episodes as Wizards got viewers for the last Pro Tour. We can say the name of the podcast. We've said it before. Yeah, the Arena Decklist podcast. There we go. Um, had like 18,000 downloads on average for their for their episodes. Is that all that like Wizards gets in coverage? Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. They're terrible at this. Yeah. But like when you have that kind of numbers, though, you know, looking to you for what to play for an event, Yeah. you can kind of game the system a little bit. You know, if... One percent of those people show up to an event. That's a good chunk of the field. That I mean, I think that it's a much higher than one percent. Oh, of I'm their, sure uh, of their of their players because like just like the number of like names in the Discord yeah. that they talk about, and it's like, oh yeah, all these people showed up at the event. Yeah, yeah. So I think that like having a big podcast, <clears throat> maybe one day, maybe one day, and saying like Bant Golis is the best deck, which was like Thursday's episode, right? And then a bunch of people who play. SCG, listen to the podcast, and mm-hmm. then Bangolas was the best deck. Yeah, and how much of that was it was overrepresented because right. everyone said Bangolas was good, or it was good and it was just really good against what everyone else showed up with. Yeah, because I think if you you know were a casual tryhard mm-hmm. and you show up with like a deck you played on Arena some or you thought was good, like I think like a tuned Golos deck probably just smushes it. Probably. Right. And so like, you know, you didn't have ninety hours yeah. last week to just play standard on arena mm-hmm. and you like were like, Oh, this deck seems pretty good. I saw a video about it and so I'm playing it and like I'm gonna play like Abzan Wolves. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh cool. Here's like hundred zombies. Yeah, here's a hundred zombies. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not <laughs> gonna work. It's not gonna work. My wolf is gonna enter the battlefield and fight one of them. Exactly. And I'm gonna gain Three life. Yeah. Yes, scrub. <laughs> and, it's gonna, and they're going to be like, cool. Make 100 zombies. Make 100 more zombies. <laughs> yeah. Activate Golos, cast three spells for free. Yeah. So I think that, like, that might be part of it as well. Like, mm-hmm. it may be that, like, we have really, going forward, split, like, the player base mm-hmm. into the people that have a ton of time to grind arena. Yeah. And the people that are employed. Right. And so... <laughs> Right, so those people come and they've got like forty hours of testing in with this like, and they've like refined a Bant Golos deck, and you're playing a cool deck, yeah, 
right? And that's just going to, like, that gap's going to get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but we're hoping that Golos just isn't the format. Yeah. Because, like, the deck is fine. The game just ended up being miserable. Especially the mirrors, man. I can see those mirrors being... And my, I played a mirror, and I think that, like, seven or eight Wraths were cast. Yeah. And it, the game hinged on me. I left a Fey of Wishes on an adventure. Yeah. For multiple, multiple turns. And then brought it back, tutored for a Jace, mm-hmm. and then milled myself and won the game. Like, with ten cards left in my deck, I was like, yeah. we're on the Jace plan. So do you remember, like, three or four years ago during Con Standard, where they had that green-white manifest deck? That, like one gp orlando yeah and like everyone had like 300 life yeah it broke like the life trackers yeah like they on, couldn't the track the life, life trackers and like it was just piles of manifest tokens everywhere yeah. that's what this what uh, golos reminds me of yeah yeah that deck was good for exactly one tournament so when that deck got good for that one tournament i came here to myrtle beach games and bought every copy of uh mastery of the unseen they had in stock just so I wouldn't have to play against it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can corner the market. <laughs> Do you not want to play against Golos at your house? Just buy all of buy them. Buy all of them. Myrtle Beach Games has three left. <laughs> I bought four. Can't cut me off. <laughs> I think it's basically all of our arena stuff. Yeah, I think I so. I think the thing to look forward to is in two weeks, we have Mythic Championship 5, which is the arena-based Mythic Championship. They yep. released the roster today. Yep. So there's a reasonable mix of like streamers and like more high end players. Yeah. Um, not to say that streamers aren't high end players, but you know what I mean. Um, I mean we're not there, so yeah. And yeah, please. <laughs> Five hundred and fifty dollars combined Magic the Gathering GP wordings. Four combined pro points. That's four. <laughs> four. That's four more than people. Some people. <laughs> that's also like. 500 less than some people. Right, yeah. But four. We could play, like, together. Like, we could just be, like, one team. Like uh, that guy where his mom does the cards for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandy Dog MTG is uh, his Magic Online name. All right. Uh, There you go. But he does have, like, multiple sources or something. Like, he has a reason. Oh, no, no, he's good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, anyway... Or the, or the little girl, what's the little girl's name that her dad shuffles her deck Dana for? Fisher. Dana Fisher, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. If you haven't seen Dana Fisher or don't know who she is, you should de- definitely look her She's up. She's like seven now yeah. and like just cosplays Nyssa everywhere. And plays elves in every event. She stopped playing elves. No. Yeah, she's played she something. She day in- with elves. Seven years old, day with elves. I think she day when she was like five with elves. Yeah. I remember I was watching, she was playing in a GP Vegas and... She's playing elves, and her opponent, a grown man with, I assume, money, because he was in Vegas, was playing Burn and went turn to Magma Jet. And I said, you deserve to lose this game. (laughs) (laughs) You brought this on yourself. (laughs) Magma Jet, are you serious? Get out of here. And Burn, yeah. And got got two games easy. Yeah, she's the youngest person to ever day two. Yep. Uh, But yeah, she switched. She just posted, Channel Fireball just retweeted a picture of her she apparently stayed at GP Montreal until mm-hmm. it closed. Oh, wow. She was, like, one of the last people there because she was, like, jamming a brawl game. Awesome. So there's a... Like, with everything, there's a seven-year-old somewhere. Better, better what, than you. Better than you. <laughs> there's a seven-year-old right now who's, like, unwrapping a toy, making $4 million on YouTube. Yeah. And we're doing this. And here we are. Here we are. If I unwrap packs, would you guys, like, 
give me lots of views. There we yeah, go. Maybe. Okay. With that. Speaking little... of lots of views. Okay. Uh, my wife is out of town for most of this month. Or the wife's away. The the Carson will record. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and do some gameplay videos. There we go. That my deck tech yesterday was kind of a tester. Okay. So we'll see what happens. If you guys like them, let us know. If you uh, have any decks you want to see, let me yeah. know. We have wild cards. Uh, you probably have more than I do, but we'll, I have, I'll see what I can do. I have 44 rare, rare, rare wild cards right now. Okay, I do not. <laughs> and I have every rare and standard, I think. There you go. So I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Save them. Yeah. Buy the entire next set when it comes out oh, without putting any money into it. Sweet. With all of this and yep. our little sidetrack on small magic celebrities, yep. I think we're done with this podcast. I think so, yeah. So we, we've talked Brawl, we've talked Standard, we've talked Arena. Yep. All that's left is to tell people where to find us in case you forgot. So where can they find us? On Twitter at Casual Tripod. On Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com and check out our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG. James apparently is going to just be uploading stuff like crazy. I wouldn't go that far, but I will do what I can. Like crazy. <laughs> like crazy. And with that, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll catch you at FNM. <laughs>